bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Look look at him. I mean, he, he giddy to steal a word from Chuck. He's just giddy he back there. You know, and it's fine because that just shows me. I mean, you haven't been there a lot. It's okay. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Have you ever heard that in a post-game presser? Like, like you know, you get knocked out of the playoffs, and they're talking to the opposing coach, and like I'm just, I'm just proud of him over there. You know, I'm just proud. <laughs> yeah, I'm just proud that you you came in and you did like, your due diligence and like if Calib- beat the crap out of me, and I appreciate it. Like if uh, like Calipari had done it against like St. Peter's or whatever, he's like, I'm just proud of him. You know, <laughs> plucky, plucky little guys over there, underdogs, and got it done. Just you know, super excited for them. <laughs> It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matt Essenson, Big Broom Brennan, mm. behind the glass, taking care of us. Yeah. I mean, never seen a bigger smile in my life. Uh, you can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Uh, if you call that number, Big Broom Brennan will tell you his best sweeping form when he's actually using a real-life broom. He says, uh, he's just told me, you know, there, there's a secret to it. It's not just left, right, left, right, like you would think. Sometimes you got to, like, throw some swirls in there. You never know, you know, throw off the dust. Keep the dust on its toes. We, we've all seen the Karate Kid, right? Yes. There's a lot of wax on, wax off, <laughs> that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, you can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, thoughts, comments, questions, score predictions. We'll get Matt's score prediction uh, for Texas Tech at Kansas uh, in uh, about 20 minutes. So, Brandon and I will come a little bit later in the program. Um, we'll have a play of the day here in just a moment. But as you look tomorrow, we've talked about it, uh, you know, and... It's a discussion I feel like that has been had about multiple games, but really now you are, you are officially at must-win territory as you go to Lawrence to keep those bowl games alive. And again, I, I know that if you were to lose in Lawrence, you still have two uh, games to make that up. But, I mean, you know, in all honesty, how do you feel about the game in Austin? Because I don't feel great about it right now. You know, you can't, I guess, just all the way right in that it's a loss in Austin. Um, but it's going to be awfully hard. It's going to be harder to get a win there than it is against the Jayhawks at Kansas tomorrow. Yeah. And so, I mean, you, you there's guys that you have to have big days. I just, I'm I'm counting, with what Kansas doesn't do well defensively, um, which overall is a better defense than what they're given credit for. Like, it's not... It's not the same Kansas defense that was even there last year where, you know, if they're in a game that they don't score, like, high 30s to low 40s, they don't have a shot because the defense can't stop anybody. The secondary has gotten much better, and the pass rush has gotten much better. But where they struggle, and then they've had some injuries at this position on top of it, is defensive line-wise, like, if you just run it down their throat – even when they've jammed the box, I still don't understand why Oklahoma 
started running towards the sidelines because they were just, I mean, just just ramming it down the field. Uh, when they would go, you know, counter runs, power runs, A-gap, anything like that, Kansas has struggled with this year. Oklahoma State figured that out, too. And, you know, you kind of have a pretty talented running back. So I'm just expecting Taj Brooks to have a pretty big day, even as they plan around it. Um, and so, like, I think on the other side is being a benefit of that. Like, you have to have a good day from your receiving room. Like, you have to have a good day from Baron Morton, who I think will play well. Um, and then defensively, the question to me is, like, Kansas is going to put up points. But can you can you turn some of those sevens to threes? And, they'll, and they're going to be aggressive. They'll go for it. On their on your side of the field, whenever they cross the fifty, so can you can you steal a fourth down defensively? Do you so? Couple things on that. I do agree with you with Taj Brooks. He's got to be mm-hmm. your vocal point of offense, right? I, I think we've seen that in throughout this year that getting him heavily involved is you know a key. I won't say the key, but a key to success. You know, some of the games they've lost. You know, against Wyoming, he had eleven rushes. Oregon, he had seven carries, um, both of those lost, you know, and then looking into the West Virginia, he had 25, 17 with Kansas state and then 31 with BYU, which was kind of the, the, the odd one out because he did have a lot of carries. What do you think, how many yards from receiving standpoint, you said receivers have to get involved. And I feel like that's been a struggle for most of the year this year with, with Mm -hmm. Texas tech and, and their offense. I feel like the run has been pretty solidified. We, you know, hand Taj Brooks, the ball, roughly 25 to 30 times he's going to fire mm-hmm. off about 150 yards and that sets up the pass what what do you think in terms of yardage for receiving do we does texas tech need to feel like it's more of a balance and a solid chance you think they have to throw for 350 no i, I guess 300 I, I don't have like a number okay set in my mind if i'm being honest I, I i don't have a number but it's it's more of how do you take advantage of situations? Like take right? the pressure off of yes. Taj Brooks as yes. much as you. Okay, I got right. you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's more of a situational thing to me because I don't think you have to be like. Tough is getting more done. You know, you're, uh, <laughs> again, dude. Your computer actually yeah. makes noise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I ran my work computer. I was like, man, this we're two for two doing. This. I feel like you just invented a new dance move. It's called like the Matt Pan- Matt Panic, and you're like. <laughs> Go to the knob, cover the mic, go to the knob, cover the mic, choke out the computer. Shut up, computer. Two, two for two for two, man. I'm done braining my work computer. That's it. Everybody, it's a brand new dance. Man. Watch Matt panic. Yeah. Watch Matt prance. There you go. First you get in the panic and stance. What? Time to do the Matt Panic dance. Well, there was a second there I thought maybe it was Brennan, but I was like, nope, it's totally my computer again, man. Brennan, <laughs> shut up back there. I've got to make that part of the, the check office, muting my I th- computer. I thought that was me too. Because <laughs> you looked at me and I started looking, I was like, what's going on? Well, it was like, what? It, it, you know what it sounded like? It sounded like the start of a Christmas song because it was like, I don't know, chains or something that kind of sounded like jingling. I was like, Santa? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we and we've had people working on stuff over the past month or so. <laughs> month or so. Anyways. Like, they were like right above us. Are they about to fall through the roof? Oh, 
That's uh, Matt fighting technology. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I get it, man. So you think just an overall, just to take the pressure off the run? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, and and if there's times and they're saying like, hey, you know, you have just, I don't know, had a, a drive or a couple of drives where you've just beaten them down with Taj Brooks, and you're gonna have that opportunity to to hit a big play and expo an explosive play because. You know, and and they've got a lot of or a couple of very aggressive safeties that like to play in the run game, and so if you can bait them into that, can you take advantage of that? Can you get that big hitter or you know that thirty yarder because you, you hit him because you've seen some misses in there, uh, you've you've seen some drops. Um, I thought you know Baron Morton coming back looking healthy against TCU was huge. Um, yeah, had and a good game. You had too. some, you had some good catches in there from your receiver. Can you build on that, um, and have that be something that is an actual weapon and not a liability offensively? And so I don't think it's like, uh, I'm having flashbacks to the Santa song as I say this. That's what I was going to go into. I, I don't have like you know you have to throw for three fifty in this game. Or you will lose. Like I don't. I don't think it's anything like that. Because if anything, you would think you would want to. You know, you're not draining the play clock to two seconds every time before you snap it, but give yourself offensively uh, a pace to keep the ball away from the Kansas offense. Because I mean, I mean, if you go, if, and I know you, you want to go fast, right? I get that. But if you are doing that and you have a three and out offensively, right? You have a big miss in the pass game. And you give the offense right back, or you, you give the ball right back to Kansas's offense. Yeah, like that is just asking uh, to have the type of game that Kansas wants to have, and not the type of game you want to have. Like I think that's an easy way to get beat it, uh, well, at Kansas. You want to be the winner of the clock. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Time of possession, I think, is you know it, it's not just completely make or break in this game, but it certainly is a big factor. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to play before we? Uh... No, I've I've pretty much uh, muted the computer for the rest of the show. Okay, Santa's done. He's not even coming. He, he's he's mad at me. I love that you looked at Brennan like. I did, I did. I heard it, and I was like, "What is? Maybe it's my head." No, nope. you did. I, and I then looked you right went into the, and then you went into the panic dance. Yeah, that's great. You should teach me those moves in the break. I'm gonna try to get them down. Well, I'm not a fan of either one of y'all today. <laughs> Couldn't okay. happen to a better guy. Mm. And swept by Brennan, Brennan swept me. Not being able to control his computer. Rough Friday for Matt Estenson. It very. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is time to pick some games with Scott. Josh Foppel. Riker. Uh, it's time for blind projections here on the bottom line. You can someone one point seven score and one hundred seven score dot com. You can also take us anywhere with the mobile apps. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. Josh. Yes. Flip flop is picking for Jamie now. Jamie has a leading record. Oh no. So far, so you could uh, really pick with your heart. How much is he leading by? Uh, I need to go. Let me look at them real quick. I think about, is it it's, it's about is it's it? about ten picks. So, oh, okay, I don't feel bad anymore. So I mean, not enough where like yeah, okay. you could totally sure. give up 
uh, a lead. It's not, it, like, it's not like you're going to Matt Ryan this. Oh, nope. I was wrong. I forgot we closed the gap a little bit. He has a uh, five-pick lead on Brennan and a six-pick lead on me. That's still not bad. So you still right. got some wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. But we're Brennan and I are hoping for a catastrophe. I believe you. <laughs> As you uh, pick for Well, Jamie. you know what? He's Actually, he's not the one who scheduled me here, so he can't even say it. <laughs> well, but I would have trusted you more than Jeff. So, originally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. It's fine with me. She wanted just wanted to take a shot. Um let's get uh let's get right into our picks. I believe Brennan's having a legal help right now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not phone a friend. Uh Josh, you're up first. Yes. One of the biggest games of the week, that especially outside of the conference. Oh no! Third ranked Michigan is at tenth uh, ranked Penn State. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? This one's straight up. We'll have quite a bit of spread picks today, but this one's straight up. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Brennan. Penn State. Ooh, okay. I'm glad you went Penn State. I was gonna go do. Nittany Lion Island. I'll go Michigan on the road. Here we go. Uh, how about ninth-ranked Ole Miss is at second-ranked Georgia. This one is with the spread. Now, we bumped this up by half a point, so we don't have to worry about a push. Georgia with 11.5 points. Brennan, who covers? The Dogs. I'll take Ole Miss to cover that. I don't think they win, but I think it'll be a little bit closer. I agree. I'll, I, I definitely pick Georgia to win, but I don't know if, like, 11 seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. I just think Ole Miss is good. I actually think that this has some upset ability to sure. it, but I just don't think they get it all the way done. But I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll pick. Um, I'll pick the cover. Uh, the, yeah, fifth ranked Washington's at home against 18th ranked Utah. We'll go to the pack. Nine and a half points for the Huskies. Say it again. Fifth ranked Washington hosts okay. 18th ranked Utah. Nine and a half points. Uh, for Washington, I will take the Huskies. I don't think Utah has the offense. Uh, yeah, Washington. Okay. I'll go with Utah. All right, boy. Brennan. Brennan's either going to be just killing it or <laughs> or being left in the dust. you got to watch out for those islands. Let's do another spread. We'll jump to the Big 12. Big 12 the rest of the way out. Um, Seventh-ranked Texas. Again, bump this up half a point. Twelve and a half. Points for the Longhorns on the road, taking on TCU. Oh, yeah, I think they can do that. I'll take Texas, uh, and they'll cover the spread. Okay, Brennan, go Frogs. Um, <laughs> is that really your pick? Yes, I'm picking TCU. Okay, <laughs> Brennan's gonna be left alone on an island again. Yeah, I think the I'll take the Longhorns. How about twenty-one and a half points? For Kansas State at home against those Baylor Bears. Picking with the spread again. Brennan, you're up first on this one. This one. Kansas State. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'll take the I'll take the cats. I think they can do that. Twelve and was it twelve and a half or twenty one and a half. Twenty okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh wait. Ooh. That's a big number. Yeah, that's a big number. Oh, against Baylor, but it's in. It's in Manhattan. 
Give me a countdown. Two. One. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I went, sorry, I went two. Was, okay. I'll do a real Five, countdown. Okay. Four. Um, three. Yeah, I'll pick two, Kansas. One. Or Kansas State. Oh, man. man no, no one took Baylor. No. No one. I just, no one I don't like Baylor. their offense enough to. I thought to... for sure someone would take them. I, I didn't want to. Um, Oklahoma State's at UCF. This is a straight up pick. Give me the pokes on the road. Yeah, same. I'm going to pick a lot of favorites. I'm not going against the green on this one. I'm very sorry, but yeah. On this one, well, I think like two and a half point favorites on the road. I'll still go OSU. Yeah. Okay, so all Oklahoma State. Um, another spread one. West Virginia's at 17th ranked Oklahoma. They have dropped back-to-back games. They are 11, bumped up to 11 and a half point favorites. Picking with the spread, Sooners or Mountaineers? Hmm. Josh, I'm not going to pick the Mountaineers. So, uh, yeah, Oklahoma, and I think they'll cover. Okay. West Virginia covers. I'm with Brennan. West Virginia doesn't win, but they cover in Norman. Uh, Cincinnati's at Houston. Picking this one straight up. Brennan, taking the Cougars or the Bearcats? I'm taking the Cougars. Yep, I'll take the Cat Cats as well to beat the Bearcats. Houston? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll pick Houston. Okay, all three Houston. Yeah, I don't know why you'd have very much faith uh, in Cincinnati at this point. Iowa State is at BYU. We'll do this one straight up as well. Iowa State on the road, six-point favorite. Don't worry about the spread. Just wanted to give you those numbers. Uh, I like BYU at home, so I'll take BYU. Okay. I'm with Flip Flop. I'm going with BYU. Wow. I Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take Cyclone Island. I think that they might roll BYU on the road. Mm. Um, last but not least, Texas Tech at Kansas need a winner and a score. Ooh. Josh, we'll let you go first. Uh, I'll pick Texas Tech and give me uh, 35-28. Okay. All right. Brennan? I'm in a similar wheelhouse with you, but I'm going Kansas 28-21. Okay. Uh, I'll take Kansas as well. I think they win a higher scoring game than that, 38-33. to Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for a tiebreaker, I need Baron Morton passing yards. I'll let you go first there, Brendan. You, you get to go first on this. 201. 201. 215. 215. Uh, 216. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Josh, I think we messed up there. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. You got a small window there. I know. Uh, I mean, it's just a tiebreaker. It's not like the tiebreaker has only been used, like, surprisingly, like, four times this year. Dang. I feel like the, 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 since we've done three isolated seasons of blind projections, we use the tiebreaker once, maybe twice, and then this year has been... To my memory, at least four times we've used a tiebreaker. We just used it last time, uh, which Brendan was overwhelmingly right on. Overwhelmingly, did yeah. I did I did I win Monday? Well, technically Kyler was in, so he was there to uh, get the actual ribbon. He 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 was there to receive the award, but he can he can forward that award to me because I did the pick. No, we didn't tell him how to do that. <laughs> He's still he, training. He, he probably didn't ask. He probably he probably took off that ribbon and said, "Look at me, I did it." That is exactly how he sounds too. So you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. There you go. We will review these 
Next Tuesday, uh, Bullfighter said, BPE, you still have the Go Frogs JL drop? You got to play that if they pick that game. Go we did and he did, to which Bullfighter said, yes! yes. That's hilarious. What were the take versus take questions, by the way? Clint lost. Brennan's, Brennan's, I no, it. I asked the question. Oh. Brennan's cracking up because he swept back there. Oh. Big broom Brennan. Cool. Uh, the take versus take questions were best and worst cold weather activity that you actually do. Okay. Um, next one was if you could add a sport that Texas Tech doesn't compete in. Oh, okay, yeah. What would you compete in for yeah. Texas Tech? Uh, and then the last one was if you had could control the outcome of three different college football games this weekend, oh, okay. what what games would you yeah, all right. pick and how would they turn out? Cool. Yeah. You want to answer that? I like them. Uh, I mean, I, well, I was just fun. curious. I, yeah. yeah, but no. Totally can if you want to. I No, it's okay. I don't want to pick three games. What a tease. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Uh, we'll get into a little college football talk on the other side. Also, uh, a little bit of Texas Tech softball as well as they got some big news today. Ooh. At 145, it is a question of the day as well. All that and more here on the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to the Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Josh Poppel, Brennan Riker behind the glass to take care of us. You can hit us up on the Yates Bowling Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, score predictions for tomorrow. Texas Tech goes to Lawrence to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll have Optimum Game Day live starting at 7 o'clock. We'll take you all the way through the Double T 97.3 Coors Night post-game show. Uh, make sure to catch that. And then later in the day tomorrow, we'll have that uh, Ole Miss and Georgia game we're talking about at 5 o'clock. On 100.7, the score right here. And then at 9 o'clock, that USC and Oregon game we're talking about. Right here on 100.7 score. Late one there for that game in Eugene. 6 o'clock over on Double T 97.3 tomorrow. We'll have Texas at TCU. See if the uh, Horned Frogs can do something. That's going to be tough for them. Uh, Let's go into a question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Which is funny, because last time you heard this while we were together, it was Brennan's voice saying this, and was not supposed to be, because apparently Brennan has just recorded over all the sound bites and stuff we do, and we just didn't know about it. Taking over all the audio files. Yeah. I, I am Jamie, I am Clint, I'm the big voice. <laughs> you name it, I can do it. I could probably do Josh. Well, we knew it was you, though. I mean, that <laughs> was not hidden very well. It wasn't? No. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work <laughs> it on wasn't. that. I'm sorry. I gotta work on that. I'm sorry. Work on the big voice imitation. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh. Yeah. Okay. So my question has to do with uh, college football playoffs. Okay. Not no change from this like this week to last week in the top five or in the actual playoff, and barely any within the top ten. 
That's what I'm looking at, uh, collegefootballplayoff.com. Right. Um, so my question has to do with Alabama, kind of specifically, but since we were talking about Georgia in the last segment, we can kind of include them to see like where you kind of see them. So Alabama, with Nick Saban, I wouldn't say that they've dropped off. Obviously, they're not kind of perennially in the playoff like in the playoff, mm-hmm. but they're still within the top 10, still comfortably within the top 10 and still have been. Um, my question is, as long as Nick Saban is at Alabama, what are kind of your expectations for Alabama in regards to their positioning and the college football playoff in general? Because just where I'm coming at it from is I don't think – Alabama's falling off. I think with NIL, especially a lot of teams are just really acquiring more talent and are able to keep up with what Alabama had historically been able to just kind of keep, not keep, but you know, acquire. And I think that they're going to stay in top 10 as long as Nick Mm -hmm. Saban is there. I don't think they'll ever fall out of that. I don't think this is like a steep decline from like perennially, national champions to falling off the earth. I think they'll forever be in that, in that top 10 conversation. Well, there's still, I mean, the easy way to say it is, yeah, maybe it's it's not a national championship. And and right now they're trying to hang with Georgia. They had LSU catch up with them, but those, all of those places have recruited. Well, Mm -hmm. Um, it's all about finding like the right guy and having the right class. Um, because I mean, still, it's not like your, it's not like your last championship at Alabama was like decades ago yeah, or was, like 10 yeah. years ago, right? It's, um, fairly recent and you're for Nick Saban, as long as he is there and with you, that's, that's a, that's going to be, and is a top 10 program. Yeah. Um, and that, just off rankings, I mean, if you're just going like listing it as programs, that's a top five program probably top three programs still. Um, and you're still going to get players there. Um, it doesn't like look like Saban has suddenly lost his fastball yeah. or like, is eh, he getting to the tail end of his career where he really doesn't care? Clearly does. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with uh, with NIL, suddenly all the talent is catching up with them. Mm-hmm. Because again, you look at the teams that are have either kept them out, like won the SEC, or well, have been suddenly, you know in the playoff. Like the yeah. Ohio States have recruited well. Yeah, and and Georgia always. Michigan has recruited well. NIL. Always. Yeah, Georgia has recruited well. Uh, when you look at like the LSU year, LSU has recruited well, um, and so none so of that is really. Change. Yeah, suddenly it was a bad way to put that, but yeah, uh, talent. Uh, other te- other teams being able to continuously acquire talent, kind of mm-hmm. catch. I don't think the them falling is a result of Alabama. I think it's a result of other teams and, kind of and the important thing continuing to recruit well. Sure, and like the the important thing with that is, and like even like, I guess, and I know you're not saying this, but you have to be careful with the word falling. Because sure. when I think of falling and kind of going out of that where they, they are not really a relevant conversation piece, like they don't have a realistic shot at the playoff. Sure. 
right? I, I think of, and frankly, I kind of think of like what what Florida has turned into in recent memory, where, um, you know, maybe a top twenty five team, but they don't really feel like they have a legitimate shot into the playoff. Uh, and, and even with them, like they they have questions with Napier there right now. Do they get the right guy? All this, and and that's early in that. Sure. But I, I think more along the lines of that level uh, of play, and Alabama is nowhere near that, right? Um, they're going to be uh, in the conversation for the foreseeable future when we get into preseason talks. They're not all the way out of it right now. Um, if they you know, win the SEC and whoever wins it, they're going to be in. And so... Would I think it's crazy that even though it seems like maybe they don't have, certainly with quarterback play, but just an elite of a team as, as maybe they've had in some years, that conversation is fair, but at the same time, they can go win the SEC and get into the playoff. Easier said than done, and you're going to have to knock off back-to-back champion Georgia to do that uh, in the SEC championship game. But I, and, and you know, Make sure you get in there over the next few games as well. Again, easier said than done, but I there are enough in the conversation that I'm, you know, not using. I'm. I would be careful with using the word falling. Yeah, all right. I guess that if that is no, fair. I get it. I certainly. So, I don't know if this answers your question question or not. The way I view it is, as long as Nick Saban is the head coach at the University of Alabama. Their teams are going to be good, and those teams are going to be a fairly ranked high. Or Mm -hmm. they're going to be ranked high just because of their name brand. And I think if if you're the college football playoff with the with the current format now now at least you want Alabama to be in those rankings. And as the college football playoff expands, that you're going to see no matter what. I think you're always going to see Alabama in that sort of area of, okay, this is a team that's going to get into the college football playoff. And they're certainly not out of the realm now. They still only have that one loss mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. season. But I, I see with the clout that has built a, been built at Alabama, the name, the head coach, I certainly think of Alabama, Alabama as a team that's always going to be towards the top. And the expansion talk is a good point, too, because yeah, that, that's suddenly that's a factor of, yeah. in the conversation, right? Um, now, clearly, they want to win the SEC. Sure. They want to be conference champs. But if the question was, hey, you want to be con- conference champion or do you want to be a national champion? Like, they're going to be a very relevant piece in the 12 team playoff. And you would see, think, especially with the expansion, um, whether they're in a 14 playoff or just missing it, always feels like they're just there. Um, you get into that 12-team format, and it feels like they're a yeah, blind safe be, bet to make it whether they win the it. conference or not. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. so what you think on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Lots of comments, questions. When we come back, we will kick off our number three of the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. 
thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Josh Boppel, Brennan Riker behind the glass as we're live from the first United Bank studio. Hour and a half more uh, with us. We'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock. And then live from the John Walker Soccer Complex, two-seed Texas Tech Soccer will host Florida Gulf Coast to start the NCAA tournament. We'll get some uh, thoughts from Coach Stone a little later in the show. Uh, and then we'll actually have him live over on Tech Talk, uh, 3.30. We'll have an interview with Coach Stone. He'll cool. They'll uh, grill him, ask him all sorts of really important questions like, does pineapple you know, belong on pizza? What's his favorite color? Hard-hitting questions like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it'll be a really, uh, really good listen. Make sure to catch that. Uh, Tech Talk coming up at 3 o'clock over on Double T 97.3. So another... Sport there for Texas Tech got fantastic news um, today, and I can be honest, like haven't been keeping up with with softball recruiting at all. You got Craig Snyder in his second year trying to build back up the program. Had a solid, solid year last year. Um, didn't have you know as, as as good of a record in conference play, but still um, really good first year for him. Right, uh, comes out today that the 2024 Texas Tech softball signing class has earned, not in the Big 12, the number two class nationally. Now, this is ranked by extra inning softball, um, by far highest recruiting ranking in history for the program. Uh, That uh, class includes Brindley Gonzalez, Kylie Huffman, Cassie Johnson, Sam Lincoln, Bailey Lindemuth, Sidney Schiller, uh, and Haley Tony, who will all join the program uh, next fall. And, you know, you've seen some NIL commitment over in that program, too, and with uh, donors wanting, you know, that to get better as well. So uh, so I do think that there's a connection with that, which is great, and, and it's really good for the program. So um, that is a really, really awesome announcement from today. And, I, I, you know, again, I'm not in enough LinkedIn to know, like, other publications and things like that. Um, but even then, I mean, anywhere, even if other publications were to come out and like, well, this is actually the eighth rank class or something like that. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Um, awesome for that program. Uh, you do have some very interesting top 25 college football matchups this weekend. Josh, um, picked this game, talked about it a little bit. I think the one. Michigan, that Penn leads State. the leads the clubhouse is Michigan uh, in Penn State. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's top ten matchup. Um, that is a potentially Big Ten deciding matchup. Talked about the Michigan story that's been going on for about three weeks now. Um, you know, it's another interesting game to me outside of the Big Twelve this week. USC at six ranked Oregon. Now USC just fired. Alex Grinch, right, defensive coordinator that had been with Lincoln Riley since Oklahoma. They go over there, and Alex Grinch, it's not like Alex Grinch was a terrible defensive coordinator at the start of his career with some of his stops, and even early defenses there at Oklahoma, but just got worse and worse and worse. Notably terrible this year uh, with Caleb Williams, you know, at the start of the season, trying to go back-to-back Heismans. And it's like, how many points can you put up because you're going to need them? and have lost three out of the last four, almost four out of the last four, What beating by California by a point, two points, something like that, a team that has no business 
hanging with USC. Yeah. Um, and the start of the year, like this game is one that's circled in this conference, right? Because, um, of course, you have Caleb Williams, you have the defending Heisman, you have Lincoln Riley, you have this program that was just on the verge of, of making the college football playoff last year. Um, but get knocked out of that running in the Pac-12 championship game by Utah, who got him twice last year. Um, and, and so then you have that side, and then knowing that Oregon is going to be a really good program, uh, Bo Nix, his Heisman campaign that was going around, all that, a lot of talent there for the Ducks. You saw it here you know, firsthand while you were hanging with them, had a lead on them, but still, you saw that firsthand here in Lubbock. Um, this game was circled at the start of the season, right? This could be a pack, speaking of the Big Ten deciding, this could be a Pac-12 deciding game, and instead you have a seven and three USC team who is limping into Eugene. You know what the line of this game is? What? Oregon's a fifteen and a half point favorite. Like I, wow. <laughs> Even a month ago, I think I still would have guessed this. Like, I don't know, three points. Maybe five points, something somewhere around there. That is just yeah, fifteen wild. Yeah, and we've had clearly a lot of the discussion of expectations from the start of the season to what's actually played out. We've had that conversation plenty here. That's going on over at USC um, as well, just in a different stage, right? Because I mean, they're clearly bowl eligible, but this was supposed to be a national championship type team. And then instead, you have like Caleb Williams breaking down and having to jump up in the stance with his mom. Just yeah, the <laughs> sad, sad crying emoji uh, up there. That is just crazy to me that that's how far they have fallen. I mean, it's wild. They, they had, I mean, and I'm still not sitting here going, boy, maybe they just don't have any talent at all on defense. I I don't think it's that, but maybe that is the case. I don't know. It's just a wild where they have gone into where now you have a week that's supposed to be a Pac-12 deciding game, and it's a two-touchdown favorite for the Ducks. I, I know they're at home, but the complete different paths those two programs have been on, wild to me. Have you seen the comparisons? I, think, I don't know where I saw this somewhere, but someone was trying to uh, say something about how, you know, this may be one of the biggest uh, waste of generational talents of Caleb Williams, and someone mentioned, had, "Did you not see Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech? Like, yeah, <laughs> like they're you Caleb Williams as far as trophies and wins has goes has has achieved more at USC than Patrick Mahomes did. Again, as far as w- just wins and trophies and all that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I I didn't really like that comparison. Now, to be fair. To be fair, I mean, you knew Patrick Mahomes was special, but we didn't know to what level of special, to what he would get to the NFL. And that's a kind of hindsight is 2020 looking back at it. And there, you didn't have the recruiting with Texas Tech that USC has had. Um, You didn't still have the expectations when he was here at Texas Tech that they do at USC. But at the same time, you can say like, and he was clearly special here at Texas Tech, but like, it does make it easier looking at all the accomplishments and looking in the NFL like the sport is just way too easy for someone at that level and go like, clearly that was wasted, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, there's an, got a couple other interesting games. I talked about we picked the Ole Miss and Georgia game. Yeah. 
like I said, I do think there's some upsetability. I don't think it'll happen. Um, but that Ole Miss team are pretty good. Clearly top 10 talent. Um, Georgia has... Well, they, they just uh, haven't looked dominant yeah, this like, year, was, but they keep winning games. I was going to say, are they what... Are they what you have expected? Or I guess at the beginning of the season, did you expect as many games as they kind of have escaped from? Uh, well, that's not a bad way to put it. Not a super accurate way to put it. I'll say this. like I, I had coming into the season Georgia as a three-peat national champion. Yeah. I still have them as that. Okay. I mean, because they can keep escaping. But again, until somebody beats them. Yeah. That's a fair way I'm, to put it, just until someone does. Like, from an actual straight-up win-loss perspective, I am not going to pick Georgia to lose. But it is interesting that it just seems like, you know, escaping is a good word. Um, but it's kind of looking at the schedule. We are doing this with Alabama there for a while. Like, okay, when they were really, really dominant and it didn't feel like Georgia had somewhat surpassed them, but you were going like, all right, is this is this the week that they lose? Trying to do kind of like yeah, that matchup right. prediction, but still an eleven point favorite at home. But I think that game is incredibly interesting. It's a question of the day when we come back. You've got the Ooh. bottom line one hundred point seven the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the bottom line podcast from one hundred point seven the score. It is time for Tell Me I'm Wrong. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Josh Foppel, Brendan Riker, uh, hanging out with us behind the glass, taking care of us, making sure we stay on the airwaves. As uh, Billy Willie Joel said, I may be right, I may be crazy. He did not say, I may also be wrong, uh, but it is tell me I'm wrong. So you can do any of those three options if you'd like, or if you want to come up with your own. Well, Billy Joel was wrong, so. Oh, ouch. Take that, William. Joel. Uh, I want to look at tomorrow's matchup with the Jayhawks. Texas Tech at Kansas. Optimum game day live will start at 7 on Double T 97.3 and will carry you all the way through the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show. Be real honest. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> oh. I'm really sorry. It's not good. It's just that optimum game day life. No, before that, when you were telling us what you were going to t- talk about, I it I saw your mouth moving and it just. Need more, need more coffee over there. I'm sorry, are we boring you? <laughs> I'm really sorry. All these mayonnaise tour talks and <laughs> college football. Nah, who cares? You might have restated it, but I I couldn't take the chance. I need you to just restate. Well, here you go. I haven't actually done my statement okay. yet, so you're good. Okay. You're good. Uh, here's your statement. Now, I know we picked this game earlier and we gave our scores. Yes. Um, so for you, I'm I'm going to have to maybe sway you some on this, but I stand by this. Kansas, we all know, is uh, a very talented offensive team. Yep. They score about 35 points a game. Ooh, um, have uh, dang near the same amount of explosive plays through the air as they do through the ground. I know we go ground first with them as we should, um, but Jason Bean has taken a huge step in place of Jalen Daniels this year. Uh, third year there for Bean uh, at Kansas and has the, the the best passing version of himself has been this year. Has he made mistakes? Yes, he's still done that, and I think that that's something else that's important is that you force him 
into those things. Um, but I don't think you can win at Lawrence if you don't get at least 30 points. Okay. I don't think you can win if now there, Texas Tech doesn't score at least 30 points. This is, again, this is not a daunting environment either. They are perfect at home. Um, make sure I have this right. Uh, yeah, they they have, only time they have been held under the 35 mark at home was when they scored 34 early in the season against Illinois and really just kind of coasted in that second half. Um, but at home, they have played extremely well. I think you can contain them, but I think just like pretty much everyone has figured out in the Big 12, you, you're not going to just completely take away that offense. And if you do, then that is a, a really great performance by your defense. Who's a solid unit? Because um, the outlier this year for them is whenever they went into Austin and they only scored 14 points. And, you know, you're not crying if you're the Jayhawks, and especially not to Texas Tech, about quarterback injuries. But up until about an hour before that game, they thought it was Jalen Daniels starting for them and that he was, you know, he'd been back and that he was fully healthy. And that switches in the offense just wasn't the same. Uh, and they couldn't score the ball in the second half. That's kind of the outlier game for the entire season, but especially at home, that offense has been really good. And I, I just don't think if you don't get into the 30s that you can win on Saturday. And you can get in the 30s. I think you can score on them, clearly, and I think that you can beat them. Um, you have to have some things go right for you, but you can clearly beat this Jayhawk squad. I just don't think you can if it's in the 20s. If you're scoring in the 20s, because I don't think they'll be there. Sure. I agree. And I'm going back over the Texas Tech schedule, and I'm looking at the game that I went furthest back to is the Houston game. And I wanted to see what the margin was on that and what Texas Tech brought in. Uh, and it was 49, and they held Houston to 28. Uh, next, was Baylor, 39-14. Uh, Kansas, 38-21. Uh, these are just the wins, but, or those were the scores. And even the defensive performances were the, the games where we said that the defense performed well, it was, I lost my train of thought on that part. So, but, uh, I, I think you're right. I think Kansas is too high powered of an offense, or at least has enough weapons on offense that Texas tech needs to overcome. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's. The points that Kansas is going to score is what Texas Tech needs to overcome. We've ha heard discussions. We've talked about how Kansas' defense is fine. They're pretty pedestrian. They're not great. So Texas Tech is capable of... Um, you already don't agree with pedestrian. But they're I, not, they're, I, their offense is definitely The offense straight. is much better than the defense. Yeah. So that's I don't probably, know if I side with pedestrian. That's the way to, to phrase it, though. The offense is definitely going to be what you need to overcome. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be in points, not in holding them down. Mm -hmm. I do I agree with that take that you, that you put forward. Uh, yeah, I'll flat out say you're right. Because mm -hmm. here's the other thing with the points, is the point thing is that to the defensive point, Kansas is scored 
a lot of defensive touchdowns this year. I mean, Menlo Dotson has back-to-back pick sixes. and mm-hmm. So that's helping to the point total there. That's where I don't agree with pedestrian, sure. but certainly the weaker unit of the two. I'm not going to say you're wrong just based off of my score prediction. I, I, I said 28-21 Kansas. I, mm-hmm. I think I just don't – you're very questionable on the road with the outlier being the Baylor game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think your defense will do fine, but I, I think I, I would like to see this offense rolling on the road, and we just have – not seen that so far this season um and and of course we we've talked about how you know we had a couple times Jake's strongest play um but yeah i think this could very easily be a shootout against kansas and i, I would be curious to see if, if, if texas tech does get to that 30 point mark can, can the defense because i think the defense will make some stops texas tech's will can the texas tech defense get that last stop of the game and that's something that um I'll be very fascinated to see if they can do do that on the road but I'm not going to say you're wrong yeah so I, so like here here's like the next question off of this sure. how high do I have to <laughs> here you go what is how high does the point total need to get before you go yes I would take that without knowing Kansas's score because I don't think like if I said hey would you take 35 points right now I still don't know if I would take that. Yeah, I because like I, I also think you could get more than that. You could, but I I I wouldn't feel comfortable at just thirty five, and that that's kind of where I start to contemplate it. But I mean, to me, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you answer. What yeah, what, what point saying, total do you say? Yes, give me that. I will take that for sure. If you give me forty two. I'd probably say that that's like where I start to feel comfortable with it. Cause when I was the, I think my score was 35, 28 was the prediction. And, mm-hmm. but just thinking about it from the standpoint of Kansas's, 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 Kansas's uh, offense, I think it's going to be a lot more about tech outscoring. Like tech is going to have to overcome the offense more than the defense is going to hold down. Mm-hmm. Kansas like that's going to be basically the facet of the game in my opinion so when you're talking about who's scoring more and or what that number your question at what point do you start feeling comfortable well at what point are you out are you comfortable with the defense keeping them down can the defense hold them to 35 to mm-hmm. whatever when tech starts scoring 35 like you're almost there but 42 if you can get into that point, uh, that's a lot of points for. Uh, I mean, this, this, I think I think I would just because they've only, yeah, you know, they've only reached it. Well, I guess they've reached it twice. I forgot about the Missouri State game, but they, which when they scored uh, fifty-one against UCF, is the one like big boy football team that they've put that much points. <laughs> like it's 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 just crazy in the college football world where I would go. Yes to forty, yeah. I'm kind of, mm. kind of with you, but and that's could you hold them to less than that? Yeah, you could, but for me to like feel confident, yeah. I think yeah, it yeah, would be a, a yes at forty. I agree. That's my. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.